0: It was a frustrating night down at the ballpark last night as the Phillies fall 7-6 to in 11 innings. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. The Phillies fall yesterday to the Mets 7-6 to in 11 innings in the first game of a three-game series here at home in Philly. And man what a frustrating game it was it was a long one it goes four out four and a half hours and the Phillies just uh find a way to lose it at the end as the defense lets them down and man a lot to be frustrated about after that one yesterday Is April 16th Tuesday April 16th is Hopefully the Phillies will get back at it tonight. Nick Pavetta against Steven Matz will get into that later. But um, the Phillies 9-6 now, no longer in first place in the National League. East is again falling to the division rival Mets last night. The Mets now have a better record than the Phillies, a frustrating one. Aaron Nola, let's start there. A lot to get into from last night and why it was such a bummer of a loss. But we certainly need to start with Aaron Nola as Nola... Again, bad outing from Aaron Nola. Really just, you don't know what to say at this point. Only four innings. He gives them seven hits, three walks, five earned runs over those four innings. Aaron Nola, and look, this Mets lineup is pretty damn good. We saw that last night. We've seen it all season long. Pete Alonzo brings a different dimension to that lineup. Jeff McNeil's a good hitter. Michael Conferto's a good hitter. Brandon Nimmo's a good hitter. A bunch of left-handed batters too, which you know Robinson Cano. A bunch of lefties in there, which uh, obviously isn't great for Nola. But ultimately, regardless of the lineup, Aaron Nola is just at no point yet this season. Looked like the Aaron Nola we expected. Looked like the Aaron Nola from last season. And it was readily apparent last night in a game where you're coming off A 14-inning extravaganza where your bullpen has to go 8 innings. And granted, Nola didn't know this one would go 11-2, so the bullpen would get taxed again. But even in a simple 9-inning game, for Aaron Nola, your ace, to only be able to give you 4 in that spot when your bullpen is taxed, and oh, by the way, you are 4 days in to a 17-day straight stretch of baseball games, just a really bad job from Aaron Nola yesterday. And look, I get it. Look, he just doesn't have it right now, and I, I you can't ask him to to pitch better than he physically or mentally or whatever is able to pitch. But really, a um, really they needed more from Aaron Nola last night. Division matchup, national television, at home, big spot. And again, most importantly, a bullpen that has just been worked and worked and worked some more. And, oh, yeah, before the game we find out that David Robertson has elbow soreness, and he is on the 10-day injured list. Drew Anderson called up. We would see Drew Anderson pitch last night. We'll get to that, and we'll get to Robertson's injury in more depth coming up. But with all that in mind, a really uh, incredibly disappointing effort from Nola last night. And, and, and look, you know, it's a – It really calls into question what this team can be if Aaron Nola isn't Aaron Nola. And I know it's only been four starts. I am not panicking with Aaron Nola. We've seen too much good from him, obviously, last year and really his whole career here in Philly. To think that after four starts, I'm just going to say, all right, well, season's over. Nola stinks. But if Nola can't find his way back to what we expect him to be or, or even something close to what we expect him to be, if for some reason, whether it's the large innings increase last year to the year prior, or just the, the uh, mental strain of coming back and having to be the ace or whatever it is, who knows what it is, but right now it is not working. For Aaron Nolan, if he can't get it back, that is a major blow for this Phillies team. He is, it's so funny and funny being not the right word. It's more, you know, upsettingly funny, but, if you had asked me or really anyone who talks about the Phillies or, or any Phillies fans, you know what's the thing you can count on the most coming into this season, 95% of them would have said Aaron Nola. You know, he's the guy who we felt we could pin our hopes on from a pitching perspective that, yeah, we might not know what we're going to get in Jake Arrieta. Yeah, we might not know if Pavetta's going to take a step. He hasn't. Uh, we might not know if Eflin is any good or Velasquez, but you know what we know for sure? We know Aaron is going to go out every fifth day and take the ball and give you a chance to win. And and it's really, it shows how important he is to this team that when he's not, it's been really devastating for this team is they've really struggled, obviously, with Nola not pitching well. Joe Giulio also, just in terms of how bad Nola's been so far, had this tweet. Aaron Nola didn't allow more than 4 runs in a game once in 2018. He's allowed more than 4 runs in 3 starts already this season. I mean, it's it's bad right now. It's not great the Aaron Nola situation. And again, I if you, you know, with every start you get more worried and again, I'm I'm generally of the feeling that after 4 starts I'm not going to indict Aaron Nola's whole season, but With each bad start, with each start where he just doesn't look anything like the Aaron Nola we saw last year, we know and have come to love, with every start you have to get a little more worried. It's it's just the nature of the beast, and he's been really bad. So the next few starts for Aaron Nola are going to be really big for us as a fan base and also for him to get that groove back. The fact that his next one's coming out in Colorado— probably a little less than ideal but we can hope for the best either way Nola has been a massive massive disappointment so far this season and is someone who really needs to get to, to get it together for this team to go where they want to be that is uh without question um Nola gets hit up early gives up 3 uh runs in the first uh in the third inning the Phillies do get three right back after that in the uh, bottom of the third, an RBI single from Harper, JT Ramuto a two-RBI single. It's all tied up. And then the fourth inning, eh, Nola just gives them two back, and, and ultimately Nola only gets through four. Jose Alvarez would give up the sixth run to Brandon Nemo on a home run, and Alvarez the second inning of work, I, I – um, I was a little frustrating to see Jose Alvarez out there for two innings of work, especially when he gets through one. You want to say just, you know, take your win and run with it, but um, I understand what Gabe had to do. Look, we've talked about it a lot. Noel only gave him four innings, and this bullpen just gave him eight yesterday. They're taxed, and um, you got to do what you got to do. I, I would have liked to see Jose Alvarez out for a second inning. Absolutely not. Do I understand why he was out for a second inning? I absolutely do. And look, over two innings, one run for Alvarez. That's, uh, I guess, pretty good. After that, we see Drew Anderson shut it down for two innings, gets into a bit of a jam in the eighth, but works his way out of it. A big K of Pete Alonso, and only took three pitches to get through the seven. Three pitches, three outs. You love that. Um, And then Adam Morgan comes in and throws two scoreless innings. Adam Morgan continues to be this team's best reliever this season. And I don't even think there's a question. He's been awesome. Um, nice to see Morgan come in and get the job done. The Phillies threatened in the eighth. Got first and seconds with no outs, but uh, Mike Calfranco grounds into a double play. Runner on third and uh, two outs. And oh, yeah, pinch hit Andrew Knapp. You all know how I feel about Andrew Knapp. I ranted yesterday. I don't need to do it again. I don't think he should be on this team. He's a horrendous hitter. And more importantly, he can't play the position of catcher, which is the most important thing in a backup catcher. But. Knapp actually shocks us all and gets a walk in that spot. But uh, the Phillies unable to capitalize as uh, McCutcheon comes up. Uh, odubo Rare Cutch walks. Odubo almost gets picked off third when Cutch walks. Almost a boneheaded Odubo moment we wouldn't forget. Uh, ultimately, though, Segura comes up with the pitching scenes. Ends up getting walked to tie the game up at 6-6. So that's how they get their sixth run. Um and uh, Harper ult- ultimately pops out in the inning. I have no idea why Mickey Calloway didn't go to Edwin Diaz in that spot trying to get a four-out save. Dia- Diaz obviously ends up getting the save later in the game, but I thought holding out in a game where you might not even get to use him was insanity. Mickey Calloway, bad manager. Bad manager. Ultimately, though, they uh, Gaselman comes in and gets the out uh, of the inning after the walk, and uh, the Phillies uh, tie it at 6-6 um go down in order in the bottom of the ninth or uh, morgan then pitches his two clean innings the phillies get a chance in the bottom of the 10th second and third with two out gene segura at the plate but segura really bad at bat which you know, look we won't say a lot from gene segura but ends up striking out then we go to the fateful 11th as pat neshek would get himself into a jam first and second no outs works his way back to first and second two outs and then a ball just uh, uh, grounder to first eats Reese Hoskins up. The second uh, bad play error. I wasn't sure if it was ruled an error at the end or not, but um, second poor fielding play by Reese Hoskins of the night. Uh, news alert Reese Hoskins, not a good defensive first baseman. I think we all knew it, but it was, it was a microscope on it tonight. Hoskins gets eaten up, Cesar comes over to try and get the ball home, try and get the runner coming in from second and makes maybe the worst throw to home plate I've ever seen. If you saw 50 cents first pitch the time he threw it out, it looked like that. He just basically threw it in the ground. Ultimately, the run comes around, makes it 7-6. Edwin Diaz would shut it down in the bottom of the 11th and that was all she wrote. Just a... Again, I used the word a bunch of times, but I can't think of a better word for it. It was such a frustrating loss for this Phillies team in a game where you felt like they had it at times and also you felt like they were lucky to be where they were at times. Jose Alvarez goes two innings, only gives up a run. Drew Anderson gets out of a tough jam, but the Phillies threatened. The Phillies had opportunities and they weren't able to capitalize. And It's been frustrating. Look, uh, not only was Nola bad, but uh, McCutcheon's been really good. Gene Segura has been great. Didn't have a good at bat last night, but it has been great. Harper has been really good on the whole and Hoskins has had great stretches, but also some incredibly cold stretches as well. Romuto just hasn't gotten to where we need him to be. Cesar has been nowhere close to what you want him to be. And Mike Franco. Don't get me wrong. Franco had a big home run last night. Again, a old Franco two run bomb, um, to tie it at five after the Mets have gone up uh, 5-3, but um, at the same time, Franco also just continues to have bad at-bats and continues to be the Michael Franco we've seen so often, and look, Scott Kingery, when he gets a chance, seems to take advantage, I think we need to see more Kingery, but ultimately, the offense has been somewhat Jekyll and Hyde as well, as we've seen, and look, you put up six runs, that should be enough to win a game, it wasn't last night, but Um, some spots where you want that offense to come through and end the game and they weren't able to and it it was frustrating it was frustrating all across the board and ultimately Pat Nishak, who pitching on back-to-back days at least we should give Pat some credit for that but unable to get it done ultimately ends up getting the loss seven to six and just um look it's April I'm not worried about this team they're nine and six they're doing fine but it is frustrating to see them lose games like this, these tight types of games, the games you feel like they add. And also, if you want to um, look, and again, it's April, but if you want to look for a reason to panic, and I'm not saying you should, but the Phillies haven't played well since that loss to Victor Robles, since the Washington loss. They have uh, you know, they went and won 2-0-3 in Miami, but one of them was a 14-inning affair. They got throttled in the other one, and uh frustrating loss last night. So, uh, you know, the, the Soto home run from the from the Robles home run on really the throttling the next night, the throttling three days later in Miami last night, the tough loss and extras. It's been a rough stretch of baseball for this team comparatively, obviously, to the first stretch that they had. Um, and again, look, we're only 15 games in the season, but they are in the middle of a four games into a 17 day stretch of baseball. They're two and two so far in this 17 day stretch with games every day that look, you'll be a a little bit deeper in the season. It'll start to feel a little bit more real. The sample size will be a little bit bigger. So we're going to know a lot more as they head to Colorado after this uh, Mets series, come home, um, face the Mets, face the Marlins, go to New York for the Mets, come home for the Marlins. Um, It's going to be a big stretch of baseball. And uh, you know, you want to see them rebound. That's what we said after the 15 to one slaughtering. And, and, The night before that, after the Victor Robles home run and and ultimately Washington goes on to win, you want to see this team respond. You want to see him bounce back. We felt pretty good about the win in Miami in game one after the debacle 15-1 to game, but um, struggled a little bit to come back the last two days. And and 14 innings and then 11 innings, look, that's a lot of baseball. It's tough. I am worried we're going to see a beat up philly's team tonight you know i hope gabe gets kingery in the starting lineup you may even want to get another starter a, a night off as it's going to be a grind and this is the type of game after back-to-back you know 25 innings in two days uh they're going to be feeling it and hoskins at one point um, slides into second base, looked way worse than it ended up being. Felt like he, he. It looked like on the screen he said, uh, you know, I popped it, I popped it, and I was terrified. Ultimately ends up staying in the game, but um, these guys are going to get worn down. It's going to be a tough, long stretch of baseball to grind early in the season, and um, it's always frustrating when you can't pull out these close one-run games. You know, that was a game that, that they had in their grasp. They were right there and uh, they weren't able to pull it out and ultimately look again april 16th today we're not worrying we're not freaking out though Nola has not looked good there are reasons for concern but um ultimately when you look at the end of the season everyone talks about oh, oh look at this team they're in the playoffs because they were 45 and 13 in one run games or whatever the crazy numbers are it matters winning those one run games really matters and Um, The Phillies lost a close one yesterday, and it was a game they could have had, and they didn't, and they lost in a frustrating manner. So uh, it's okay to be frustrated, but tonight they get back at it. Nicky Pavetta takes the hill against Stephen Matz. Coming up next, we'll dive into that and, of course, dive into the injury that uh, makes this bullpen a lot murkier. We are back, Phillies today, and James Seltzer as we coming right back. very disappointing loss to the Mets in the first game against the Mets this season. The Mets, better not give them credit for coming into the season. I talked about this division and said that I thought the Phillies would win it, but I thought the Nats especially and then the Braves would be the next two teams that would be their biggest competition, and I thought – the Mets would be okay, but I thought they'd fade off. And look, they might still fade off. It's early in the season, but they're definitely better than I thought they'd be. They're better put together. That lineup's tough. Like the Phillies lineup without, obviously, some of the star power, but it's a lineup that grinds. It's a lineup that has good at bats. A lot of lefties in there That against a right-handed heavy Phillies pitching uh, staff. is not a great matchup. And uh, they're good. The Mets are good. They're a good team. Uh, their bullpen obviously did a really nice job after Syndergaard didn't pitch well, only give up one run through the 11th. They get the job done. Um, obviously, that one run was walked in, so that's not great. But ultimately, Mets are a better team than I thought, and uh, big game tonight, Veta versus Mats. We'll dive into that coming up, but first let's discuss the the news of the day yesterday outside of the loss that would happen later, but prior to the game. Phillies announced David Roberts into the 10-day injured list, not the disabled list anymore, the injured list, and he has elbow soreness in his pitching arm, of course. few thoughts here. First and foremost, uh, apparently the elbow soreness has been coming on and off since spring training, so not ideal, and also certainly explains maybe the struggles we saw from Robertson in that game in Washington where he just couldn't throw strikes and it felt very un-David Robertson-like to just walk in everybody and and, end the game that way. But, um, so in that sense, you're happy that there's some sort of explanation, but all I know is I have followed baseball for a long time. I'm a big fan of baseball. I love baseball. I talk about baseball for a living. I'm a huge baseball fan. Um, I can remember very, 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 very few times where a pitcher went on the disabled list prior or the injured list, whatever you want to call it, with elbow soreness, and it worked out well. (laughs) Um, It usually doesn't work out well. It usually leads to Tommy John surgery, but regardless, look, um, right now the Phillies are making it appear like it is not something super serious. We don't know. The fact that Robertson's been able to pitch is, is good, I suppose, Um, with not no serious tweak or something where it just felt felt wrong Um, but you worry and Robertson's a guy that look they made one big offseason move in the bullpen you know they made some trades they brought some guys in but they made one big move and that was David Robertson they paid him money they said come on in you're gonna be the guy we can count on I, I think he's the guy they wanted theoretically to be their closer and Now his season's in question, and I hope it's nothing serious. I hope Robertson's back in a couple weeks, and we don't worry. But again, I hear elbow soreness. I think the worst, and I know I'm jumping to conclusions here. I'm probably wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong, but if nothing else, I'm looking at the situation as that it is incredibly possible that David Robertson is not a factor for this team moving forward, which if that is the case, and let's again, let's hope he's back in a couple weeks, and this is just a a blip on the radar, and... David Robertson provides us what he hoped he would provide us. But um, if it is more than that, you know, the Phillies are in a bit of a situation as they will really have to consider going out to get another reliever. And we've talked a ton on this show about the potential options out there. Obviously, Craig Kimbrell, a name that we've heard a ton of times and apparently uh, came out over the last couple of days that Kimbrell's lowered his asking price. Well, yeah, no, duh. You know, it signed you. But good to hear, and I think that if Kimbrell's willing to take a one- or two-year deal at a lower price, giddy up, let's do it. Uh, I think Kimbrell's over the hill. I'm not super excited about him as a pitcher anymore, but he's still certainly better than what the Phillies have at the back end of the pen. And uh, if not Craig Kimbrell, there's a lot of guys they can go out and trade for. While the starting pitcher trade market is not that um, laden with guys you will be interested in or the Phillies should be interested in, The relief pitcher market is the opposite. It is um, stacked. It is robust with lots of options of guys. We have talked about Will Smith and Felipe Vasquez and so many other names that are out there that the Phillies can make a move for. So uh, if Robertson's out for any extended period of time, I don't think what the Phillies have here is acceptable. Look, I've been saying that I don't think what they have here is acceptable enough with David Robertson here. So you take Robertson out of the equation. I think it's almost imperative that they make some sort of move. And again, Kimbrell is interesting because you don't have to give up assets for him and um, he could help you, you know, relatively quick. I don't think he signs and is ready to play tomorrow, but you know, maybe a few weeks and he gets back here and, and works himself into shape. But, Trading for someone, it might take a little more time to to get that to happen to, you know, for a team to make sure they're out of it or for it to get close to the deadline if they want to wait and see what they got or whatever. But ultimately, if Robertson's out for any extended period of time, they have to do something. They have to do something. This team is too good and they need bullpen help because this starting staff has shown that we're not going to be able to trust it to the fullest extent, and you hope that they can supplement that staff as well, whether Dallas Keuchel or a trade there as well. They need more if they really want to compete. There's no question about that. But I think from a bullpen perspective, it's, it's, it's even more imperative because if Robertson goes down, you have no one at the back end, and you really have no veteran presence in there that – um, you know, Nishek's a veteran, of course. There, You know what I mean, though. There's no veteran presence at the very back end of the bullpen. No one you can count on who's closed games, perform big spots, or anything like that. So uh, it's a precarious situation. Let's all hope that Robertson is healthy um, or will be healthy. We'll be able to work through this. But, again, I'm not super optimistic. Uh, either way, the Phillies still have baseball to play tonight back at it against New York Bet- uh, New York Mets and New York Pets. I wish they were our pet and we owned them. Uh, Like we used to. Hopefully, we'll get back to that. But um, uh, tonight, uh, Matt's, Steven Matt's, the lefty for the Mets on the Hill against Nick Pavetta. A matchup of uh, Matt's has had at least a a good start to season, which Pavetta hasn't, but two guys who um, have been expected to break out, or or Matt's for a while has been expected to break out and, and certainly haven't gotten there and has struggled. Pavetta has been literally just un-unstartable, if you own him in fantasy, you know, to use an analogy. He is just someone who is, you just are not going to be able to count on in this moment right now until we see it from him. And going up against this good Mets lineup with a lot of lefties who crush Pavetta. I am not feeling optimistic about the Phillies' chances to keep the runs down on the Mets' side tonight. I am feeling optimistic, though, about the Phillies' chance to put up some runs, too. So expect a shootout tonight down at Citizens Bank Park and. Who knows? Maybe Pavetta will hear this and try and prove me wrong, and maybe we'll get to see the Nick Pavetta we've been hoping for so far this season that we have not even come close to seeing. But I am not expecting that. Tough matchup. I think the Mets put up runs. I think the Phillies put up runs, and hopefully the Phillies put up more. Either way, we'll be back to break it down tomorrow and then to look ahead to the 105 early start, Jake Arrieta. Against Zach Wheeler and that one, another good matchup. So hopefully that'll be the rubber matches. Hopefully the Phillies can take it tonight. Nick Pavetta against Stephen Matz. Fingers crossed on that one. I think that's the best we can do with Pavetta. Again, either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. Until then, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies twenty four seven network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue.